Our first reading will be found in Genesis chapter 32, beginning at verse 22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. And then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Hear the gospel according to our Lord Jesus Christ. This can be found in Matthew chapter 14 and beginning at verse 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Thanks be to God.
If you are a reader of the Church Times, you'll find this week on page 19 an interesting book review. It's a book entitled Blue, Keeping the Peace and Falling to Pieces, written by Chief Superintendent John Sutherland. In 2013, John Sutherland was borough commander for Southwark, overseeing over a thousand people and handling the daily challenges of policing that difficult part of our capital city. He then suffered a mental breakdown, and the book describes in detail professionally how his writing and teaching have changed as a result of that experience, and personally how after 44 years as a believing Christian, as he puts it, I found how God loved me as I am for the first time. As the reviewer summarizes it, John Sutherland lost his religion and found faith. Maybe it was a crisis that John was facing, and in our readings today we find two men facing challenges in their day. Jacob, the cheat, facing a meeting with his estranged and wronged brother, Esau, after a 20-year separation. That was his challenge. And Jesus, if we read the verses before today's Gospel, it's an account of the beheading of John the Baptist, his cousin, and it is his response to the news uh, of that tragedy and what that meant for him in the insecurity of his own life. In Jacob's case, Genesis 32, verse 31, we see him limping into a new day after what was a deeply personal, face-to-face contact and encounter with the living God. And rather than that encounter overwhelming Jacob, it prepared the way for an amazing reunion reconciliation with his brother. In Jesus' case, Matthew 14, verse 13, we see him interrupted in what was for him a time of retreat after the bad news. But we see him responding with characteristic compassion to human need. We see him demonstrating memorably to a mixed crowd of men, women, and children, thousands of them, how generous the living God is with a feast of fish and bread. Jacob's personal encounter issues in a personal change and a new identity as well as a warm brotherly reunion. If you note verse 28 of Genesis 32, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. It perhaps reminds you of the way our Lord called Simon and gave him a new name, Peter, symbolizing all that was new. Or Saul, the persecutor, transformed into Paul, the preacher. A new identity, a new beginning. And Jesus' private retreat 
issues in blessing for a whole community, men, women, and children. If you note Matthew 14, verse 21, it's only Matthew who mentions the women and the children, just as it's only John in chapter 6 who mentions the small boy who brought his picnic as the source of the fish and the bread for the meal. So with these two men facing challenges and with John Sutherland's example in mind, I wonder about us. What kind of moments of challenge have there been or are there for us as we continue on our way as believers? This can be a family issue, as in the case of Jacob with his brother, Jesus with his cousin. They may be issues of how professional demands affect us personally, as in the case of John Sutherland. And in it all, the question is, where is God, the living God, actively at work in these circumstances? In us, among us, always for us in love, seeking that face-to-face encounter such as Jacob was given, renewing love and trust, whatever our age. One commentator calls the account in Genesis of Abraham and his descendants the education of Abraham. Like the subsequent 40 years in the wilderness, where Moses led the people, and then in the Babylonian exile away from Jerusalem, the biblical writers always show how the living God is forever wrestling with his people, drawing his people in love, teaching them to trust against all the idolatrous other opportunities around. And of course, how much more does this happen in the face-to-face encounter we see with God in Jesus Christ, when God in person comes to us face-to-face? I wonder from our Gospel reading what life-changing memories the children who were there stored up in their minds from that day spent in the presence of Jesus. What stories did they then tell to their grandchildren of the healings and of the welcome that Jesus gave to all and sundry and the amazing meal that they all shared? August is where we now are, and it comes as a reminder to some of us of our need for rest and the opportunity for review and renewal and a recall to God's love. Mrs. May needs her walking holiday with her husband. And whatever Mr. Trump does in his 17 days at his golf club, he'll benefit from a break. And our prayer today for them, as well as for ourselves, is that God in mercy, by whatever means, may teach them and us the kind of lessons that Jacob had to learn as he wrestled with, was it himself or another or God, the story is left vague. But the effect of it was, as the writer describes, a face-to-face encounter with the living God took place. And Jacob ceased to be Jacob the schemer and became Israel, the one who knew that God and not Jacob was in charge. 
So here at communion today, in the Master's footsteps, we take bread. No fish, I'm sorry. We take bread. And like him, we give thanks, we break it, we share it, and we remember Jesus. As we do this, there is, in a sense, in which we too, like Jacob, find God wrestling with us. We, we are what we eat, is that not the case? We are to eat the body and blood of Christ and be formed as a community into that body to be Christ-like visibly in his world. And is there also a sense in which he is taking us and breaking us that he may use us to make his person visible to those around us in the week into which we go? So might we conclude that it's better to walk home from church like Jacob with a limp having encountered the living God than to miss that encounter and to go out into the world unchanged. I'm not offering any walking sticks, but if our encounter means that we are reshaped, it isn't always comfortable, but it is always towards the aim of glorifying God through Christ our Lord. Amen.